Welcome to Nerd Off, a weekly trivia podcast brought to you by Highball Trivia. Two contestants will face off in 10 categories. Each player will wager 10 or 20 points for their opponent on every question. If a player gets the question right, they get the points. If they get it wrong, their opponent gets the points. At the end of regulation, players will each face two final questions, one in each player's specialty. To earn their wager, which can be any or all of the points they've earned so far, players have to get both questions correct. Now here's your host, Andrew Buxbaum. So we have another great uh, episode for you tonight. It's our special Passover episode. Uh, but don't worry, don't worry. Not everything is, you know, completely Jewish trivia related. So you you won't uh, you won't be lost listening here, folks. Uh, but I have two great guests for you tonight, both first time guests. Um, you know, let's start here in the great state of New Jersey. Haley, why don't you introduce yourself? Greetings. I'm Haley from Jersey. I am in my childhood home where clearly we have really crappy Wi-Fi coverage. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Um, so you know what? My my thing on this episode is going to be for a little tell me about you. Uh, what's your favorite thing you're making for Passover? I am making pignoli cookies. Ooh, okay. That's definitely the uh, the Jersey Jew there. Little pine nuts, almond paste, all Italian cookies are made with almond flour. Therefore, they are kosher for Passover. Beautiful, beautiful. And uh, Jonathan, introduce yourself and uh, let us know a little about you and uh, what your favorite thing is that you're preparing for Passover. So I am right across the Hudson River in New York City. Uh, I'm a radiation oncologist here, and I'm looking forward to some good Passover trivia tonight. Um, obvious, uh, my favorite thing to make on Passover is actually uh, Japanese-style sweet potatoes. Uh, add, uh, you know, add a little bit of uh, garlic butter, ginger, that kind of thing, and uh, some scallions on top, and it's a great, it's a great Passover dish. Very nice. I might have to come across the river now. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get started here tonight. So what makes this a fun Passover game is all of our categories tonight are going to be based off the 10 plagues. <laughs> and, uh, you know, for, for the non-members of the tribe, we'll, we'll have a little intro at each question about said plague. But then your questions themselves are going to be more or less standard trivia questions in those categories. So it's my fun little twist on a Passover game for you. Uh, Your first category this evening is going to be in blood. Um, Haley, what do you want to wager for, you know, our medical professional in the category? Ten, the least amount of points I could possibly wager. (laughs) Uh, Let me pull up my score sheet here. You know, shout out to uh, Tim Dipple for making me this handy score sheet that I'm actually going to try to follow instead of just, you know, little chicken scratch notes the whole way. And Jonathan, what about for Haley? Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to go with 10 as well. Feel it out to start. I like it. All right, Jonathan, you're up first. You're uh, so our category is blood. And our little intro here is the first plague to hit Egypt was the water of the Nile turning to blood. The Nile River was a life source for Egypt, and so this plague caused absolute disaster across the land. Hopefully, it won't cause disaster for you. 
Um, so your question, Jonathan, this, the most common blood type in humans is also the kind most preferred by mosquitoes. I believe the most common blood type is O. Yeah, don't overthink it. You are correct. Woo! <laughs> Might help if I put your names in the right spots on the score sheet. I mean, if you don't, I'm okay with this. <laughs> I'm sure you are. All right, Haley, your question in the category of blood. This is the type of blood cell that bleh. this type of blood cell is responsible for carrying oxygen. I feel like I should have paid more attention when I was in like fifth grade class. It's not a platelet. What part is a part of the blood cell? I feel so dumb. Come on, help me out, doctor. <laughs> uh, if you send him a copay, he'll help you out. <laughs> Do you take Zell? Um, <laughs> Venmo um, only. Uh, darn it. I'm going to say the platelet, even though I know it's wrong, because when I hear it, I'm going to go, oh, but it's not coming to my brain right now. You probably are going to go, oh, it's a red blood cell. I feel dumb. Don't feel dumb. I can say white blood cell. There's, there's plenty of game left. And as long as you come away learning, never feel dumb. Aw. That's, that's my stance on trivia. If you know everything, what the hell's the point, right? All Big right. Three. So you might have guessed it. Your next category is in the category of frogs. The next plague involved Egypt becoming overrun by frogs. This may sound tame in comparison to River of Blood, but it's still pretty horrific. Um, so what do you think Haley knows about frogs, Jonathan? I'm going to stick with 10. That seemed to, to, uh, to go well for me last round. Slow and steady wins the race. I like it. And Haley for John? Uh, why not 20? Oh, all right going all out all right Haley you're up first this time everyone's favorite frog is Kermit while Kermit is not a father he is an uncle what is the name of Kermit the frog's nephew I'll give you a hint it's not Richard Tim Jason or Damien was this in that awful Muppet, Muppet movie where they say not a not a man not a Muppet uh this character has been in a lot of Muppet stuff over the years okay it's not gonna be Fozzie it's not, not going to be animal. <laughs> it's not my, not the Swedish chef. I'm trying to think of Muppet Babies. Kermit Jr. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone who loves the Muppets. They kind of scared me. <laughs> no problem at all. The, the hint there was actually leading you to a different universe. The hint was leading you to the DC universe because uh, Richard, also known as Dick, Tim, Jason, and Damien have all oh. been Robins at various points in time. Robin is Kermit's nephew. All right. Jonathan, your second question today. This right. famous stately frog, originally a one-shot character in Merry Melodies, became the mascot for the WB mm. Network from 1995 until July 2005. This has to be the wonderful dancing Michigan J-Frog. It absolutely is the wonderful dancing Michigan J frog. Come on, those are the two hardest working frogs in show business, right? There. Absolutely. I mean, other than their drunk cousins, the Budweiser frogs, right? <laughs> Although I got to look that up because those frogs probably have names other than Budweiser and Er. And uh, 
That would be a great question at some point. I'm glad that wasn't that wasn't it. Well, that would involve me either knowing or researching it, so not going to happen. All right, John, you're jumping out to a quick lead here, but there is plenty of game left. Uh, currently, you are up 50 nil, but we are only on question three, so plenty of time here. Your next category is going to be in the category of lice. And all the dust of the land became lice throughout all the land of Egypt. That sounds so pleasant, doesn't it, everyone? Haley, what do you what do you think the guy with no hair knows about lice? He's a doctor. I'd imagine a lot. <laughs> so we're going to go 10 on that one? Going to go 10. He's reading between the lines on that. All right. And John, what about for Haley? Stick with 10. Hasn't, yeah, hasn't right. gone wrong yet. My goal Beautiful. is to get one question right. I'm going to aim low and hopefully <laughs> hit it. I think you will. Don't worry too much. All right, Jonathan. Lice are a parasitic insect that spend their whole life on a single host, cementing their eggs, also known as what, to the hair or feathers of that host. I know that one. So I definitely remember elementary school uh, lice checks. Um, they always told us that nits were a big thing. I can guarantee I've never actually seen one, but uh, they always told me to look for them. So that's my answer, nits. Well, that is the correct answer. So it's a good thing that that's what you were on the lookout for. All right. Haley, you ready for your lice question? I hope, seeing how he got the question, I knew the answer. It's okay. It's, listen, it's the flip of the coin sometimes. Um, all right. This medication, commonly used for horses and falsely heralded by some as a COVID cure, is sometimes used topically to treat head lice. Was it like, oh, myoriasin or something? Oh. Is Wait. That final answer? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going to get here because this is a huge thing that they were buying it and my best friend's a veterinarian and it became a legitimate issue because they were buying it through her practice to use on people. And then Joe Rogan took it. <laughs> Someone got to. He lived. Is he really living though? Makes more money than I do. Yeah, that's fair. But, you know, he makes more money than a lot of us. Ah, I feel so dumb. Rhythromycin? Nope, I'm sorry. It's ivermectin. It's one of those that once you hear it, you're like, oh, crap, that is it. I had forgotten all about it until I was doing some research on lice today. I did not know that it was used for lice. I knew that it had some other real uses. Um, but I didn't know lice was one of them. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't either because honestly, until COVID hit, I had never even heard of ivermectin, <laughs> you know, because as a, as a human, I had very little need to. Right. All right. Well, we're going to move into our fourth plague here. I mean, category here tonight. Uh, it's going to be flies. The next plague continues the theme of swarming insects in the form of flies the whole, of Egypt were, the whole of Egypt were overrun by these pesky winged insects, except for the land of Goshen, as this is where the Israelites lived. Sure, blame us for everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> Recurring theme. Anyway, Haley, what do you think Jonathan knows about flies? Probably a lot, so I'm going to go with 10. All right, 10. And Jonathan, you sticking with 10? No, Your let's mix it up. strategy that's worked? No, let's mix it up. Let's go with 20. Ooh, I like. All right. All right. 
Haley, you're first this time. The largest species of flies that can be found in the U.S. are this species that can grow up to two inches in length. To the best of my knowledge, they do not have the ability to turn anything into gold. Okay, turn into gold. Now I'm thinking philosopher's stone, which is definitely not where the hint was going to. And it's not going to be a horse fly because I don't think that's an actual fly or a dragonfly. Ponce de Leon, no, he was the fountain of youth. There's no alchemy fly. I'm going to go with dragonfly, even though I do not think that's a kind of fly. You were you were barking up the right tree going with gold things. Uh, alchemy fly is not a real fly. Uh, the horse fly is a real fly. It takes umbrage at the fact that you're saying it is not a real fly. Um, but here we were looking for the Midas fly. Ah, oh, okay. Everything he touches turned to gold. Yep. Yep. Yeah, there's some there's some big mofos. Um, I feel too fancy using an actual like spreadsheet to do my scoring. <laughs> All right. So Jonathan. African sleeping sickness is caused by a parasite transmitted via the bite of this type of fly, whose name means fly in Swana, a Bantu language of Southern Africa. Uh, this is the common crossword clue, uh, tsetse fly, I believe. It is the common crossword clue of tsetse fly. Yeah, so its name is literally fly fly. Yeah, you can tell a human named that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It sounds into... almost automatopoeic. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like a it's like a buzz in your ear. It's very true. Very true. All right, Haley, I think this is gonna be the round where things turn around for you in pestilence. The plague of livestock, also known as the plague of pestilence, killed all of the domestic animals in Egypt. Hopefully it doesn't kill your chances here tonight. <laughs> <clears throat> Haley, what do you think Jonathan knows about pestilence? I'm just going to say that he's going to get everything right. And I, hopefully I make a very entertaining, obnoxious voice in your podcast. I promise you people <laughs> listening in, I am not this dumb in real life. I've played trivia with her. I can vouch for her. <laughs> I say 10 because he's going to know it. All right. And Jonathan, what about for Haley? I also say 10 because she's going to know it. Thank she you for is. the vote of confidence. <laughs> Listen, I, I've uh, I've played these clients before, okay? They're very tough trivia players. <laughs> and on a side note, they were actually also one of the most fun teams we got to play in OQL. Oh, thanks. It's it's funny because everyone is like so like stiff and serious for like yes, I get it's a high level competition, but at the same time, it's it's still trivia. Have fun with it. Yeah, we just so, bear. Yeah, we we appreciated <laughs> we appreciated you guys on that one. All right. So Jonathan, bovine spongiform encephalopathy called Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease when transmitted to humans from cattle ultimately can lead to dementia and death. What is BSE better known as? Uh, so this is mad cow disease. It is in fact mad cow disease. Why did he get the easy ones? <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. All right, Haley. While the first North American cases were in Canada, the most well-known mad cow outbreaks of the 80s and 90s occurred in what country? To be clear, I'm not necessarily looking for a North American country. I realize I awkwardly worded that. All right. Can you repeat the question? I'm trying to see if there's any hints in there. All right. While the first North American cases were in Canada, the most well-known mad cow outbreaks of the 80s and 90s occurred in what nation? Remember back to your childhood. 
my childhood, I was dumb, playing outside, eating dirt. We didn't even have cable TV. Commander Keen, we had joysticks. Oh, Commander Keen was such a good game. I forget where that came up recently, but it, ah, man, brings back memories. Gonna be wrong. I'm just gonna say India because they worship the cows. Maybe the cows are just having a big F you to them for trying to eat them. (laughs) I like it. I like it. A little cow revenge. I think the point in India is they eat them. I think the point in India is they don't eat them. Well, Well, some of the ones that were getting eating were getting revenge. I get where she was going with that. Okay, fair enough. Yep. So the United Kingdom is what we were looking for there, Haley. All right. Round six, our plague here, the ne- the sixth plague to fall on Egypt was the plague of boils. As the name suggests, this plague caused the people of Egypt to break out in awful boils all over their bodies. But since boils are kind of gross, we're going to change gears to see what your elementary school science knowledge is. <laughs> so, Haley, you're up first. The boiling point of water in degrees Fahrenheit is what? 212. 212 is correct. See, we're turning things around. Oh, wait, shoot. I never asked you guys wagers. Hey, uh, Jonathan. I'm giving him a 10. He would have given me a 10. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. America, I knew when I hit my goal. I got one right. (laughs) Perfect. Meeting goals is important. All right. Uh, Jonathan, since you're accused of always getting the easy ones, here's this lovely easy one for you. Am I smarter than a fourth grader? This element has the lowest boiling point at negative 452 degrees Fahrenheit. So lowest boiling point would mean that it's always a gas because it boils really easily. So that's a gas and it's probably really low. I'm going to say this is helium. You are correct. I thought that one was a little harder than, <laughs> than it was, but okay. Nice. I think it, I think that came up in Learned League recently. It did. Yeah. No wonder it seemed familiar to me. <laughs> My problem is I play literally every damn trivia league. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to write a friendly, and every time I write a, a question, I, I have deja vu, and I can't remember where I heard it before, and then I don't want to use it. Yeah, it's did I pick it up in Learned League? Did I pick it up in OQL? Did I pick it up in BP Trivia? Did I pick it up <laughs> in Jay Borsum's WTF? Or did I just pick it up reading? I don't right. remember. Right. Yes, I've been there. All right. So you got that right. Well, we're heading into our seventh plague, our plague of hail. Next, the plague of hail hit the Egyptian people. The hail involved in this plague was not like any that we had seen today. The Bible describes the hail that pelted down on Egypt as huge destructive balls of ice that left no living thing unharmed. That sounds fun, right? I think they might have been overreacting to some of this is just my opinion i don't know maybe they could have gone skiing or skating or something exactly right yeah i mean i feel like if you're getting ice in the desert you're scared and confused so it probably was closer to normal hail but then it melts and it's water and you know they always they could always use, use some of that in the desert exactly <laughs> All right. Well, Jonathan, what do you think Haley knows about hail? I'm not really sure what you could ask about hail. Um, I'd say 20. I'm a devious little. (laughs) All right. Haley, what do you think Jonathan knows about hail? Again, probably a lot. I'm going to go with 10. I'm sorry. No worries. All right. Jonathan, 
Hail to the Thief is the sixth studio album by this English rock band formed in 1985. Their debut single, Creep, was a major hit in 1993. Oh, I remember that song very well. Uh, So this is Radiohead. It is Radiohead. All right. And Haley, this song, adapted from an original Scottish Gaelic melody by James Sanderson, is the personal anthem of the President of the United States. Hail to the Chief. Hail to the Chief is Uh, correct. I see what you did there. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Hey, turning right. off. It is hard. To... Wait, what? So it's turning off. I got two in a row. <laughs> exactly right. Now it's uh one forty to thirty. You're making a comeback. You're making a comeback. I'll take it. I'll take it. Hey, slow and steady wins the race. Maybe at some point you just need to ask uh, Jonathan to let your points go. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm here with the bad Passover jokes all night, yeah, folks. That's great. <laughs> save them for tomorrow save them save them for tomorrow night <laughs> oh trust me my my running commentary dur- during a seder is just awful so <laughs> um can you actually do a seder though yeah yeah and it's a little different every year because our our Haggadah is hand curated by my father and so he's constantly changing it and so i am always very uh I have a very good time picking apart what he puts in it and takes out of it. Um, so after, after, you know, about 10 years of a passage being in there that involved someone taking interest for something and me 10 years running going, sure, put in a comment about there about Jews collecting interest. <laughs> he finally took it out and... <laughs> Then I went on like a 10 minute rant about how that was my favorite part of this whole thing. And I don't want to show up anymore. Um, I mean, I was come out of the coffee aisle, the supermarket. Thank you, Maxwell House Haggadah. <laughs> we used the Maxwell House Haggadahs for a long, long time at my, uh, at my grandparents' house. Yep. In my childhood growing up, that's what we did. Yep. Get your religious teachings from uh, your, your coffee. I mean, do you know do you know the story behind that? No, but yeah. I'm gonna learn right now. Uh, so apparently, I have not done much independent ver- uh, verification of this. So apparently there was a there was a dispute over whether coffee was kosher for Passover or not. So Maxwell House decided that if they put out Haggadahs for everyone to use, that would help them gain acceptance and get accepted as kosher for passover so they wouldn't lose sales among jews over passover so that was apparently the origin of the maxwell house Haggadah. well now i'm waiting for like the the johnsonville sausage Haggadah. <laughs> it's like no we swear the pork is kosher now maybe it was a meal fit pig they don't have a cloven huff <laughs> i love a good loophole all right so we are moving into our eighth category here our eighth plague tonight Locusts. So next up, more bugs. All right. Yay, bugs. So, uh, Jonathan, what do you think Haley knows about locusts? Uh, I'm not sure, but I'm just going to go with 10. It didn't seem to treat me very well when I went with 20 last time. So back (laughs) back to 10 it is. Fair enough. I'm also going with 10. I got no chance, but I'm having a fun time. It's all that matters. And that is all that matters. That's actually all I give a crap about. So, all right. 10 points a piece on this one. 
All right. Haley, locusts are a short-horned version of what insect? Grasshopper. Sound more sure of yourself, because grasshopper <laughs> is, in fact, the answer. Yay! All right. No stuff. All right. Once you get rolling, once you get rolling, it uh, it happens quickly. All I right. get nervous. I get in my head, and then I forget everything I've ever learned in my life. Girl, we've all been there. All right, Jonathan. While this insect is not a locust, I'm taking a little creative liberty here. Uh, what insect that spends most of its life underground emerges predictably every 13 to 17 years, depending on the species, in what almost seems to be plague-like numbers? I'm pretty sure you're asking about cicadas. I'm pretty sure that you are correct <laughs> that I'm asking about cicadas. All right. Yep, yep. Yeah, we uh, we get the lovely uh, Great Eastern Brood here on the oh, uh, nice. East Coast, and it's awful. Have you been to Princeton when they swarm every couple of years? Uh, I have. Uh, the worst was when I was living down in the D.C. area my uh, senior year of high school. Uh, 2004 was a bad cicada year down there, and holy crap, it literally felt like a plague. It was that bad. They were everywhere and on everything. At least they don't bite. Correct, but they're gross and creepy. <laughs> I don't mind bugs. Icky. <laughs> All right. Especially, you know, when you walk to school and it's a little over a mile and each way it's just nothing but cicadas. It's like a horror movie. Speaking of horror movies, our next plague is something you might find in a horror movie, darkness. The penultimate plague cast a cloak of darkness over Egypt. This darkness lasted for a number of days. During this time, not a glimmer of light could be seen across the land. I would probably just sleep the whole time. I don't think that one's that bad. Um, so, Haley, what do you think Jonathan knows about darkness? Probably a lot. I'm going to go with 10. Playing it safe with 10. And Jonathan for Haley? Yeah, I'll... I'll, I'll... Stick with 10 as well. Smart, smart. Okay. Jonathan, the world's darkest material is known by this name, and its use is exclusively licensed to artist Anish Kapoor. Oh, what is the word that comes That describes before? Anish Kapoor? Douchebag. Douchebag is the word that describes Yeah, him. that's right. But uh, he was at least smart enough not to name the product that. <laughs> I think it's Vanta Black. Once again, you think correctly. It oh, is Vanta wow. Black. All right, Haley. Artist Stuart Semple, to counter Kapoor's exclusive use of Vanta Black, worked with scientists to develop a shade of what color, of which Kapoor is actually the only person in the world banned from using. Is it like a magenta fuchsia color? Uh, no, I'm sorry. It is the pinkest pink. We're looking for pink. I'm I mean, fuchsia is a shade of pink. Well, you know what? I'm a benevolent god. <laughs> I'm like our god. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, not not to get too too philosophical, but my my biggest you know, internal struggle with spirituality is, you know, what many people come across, like, if there is a God, like, how are they letting all this terrible shit happen? 
So that's that's where a lot of my uh, personal dilemmas come from. So, uh, yeah, I fully agree. Uh, <laughs> God can be a bit of a dick sometimes. And speaking of God being a bit of a dick, our 10th and final plague, as if all of this wasn't enough, death of the firstborn. Every firstborn son in the land of Egypt was killed. This included the firstborn son of the Pharaoh. That got their attention. Um, so what do you think uh, Haley knows about firstborn sons there, Jonathan? Um, let's stick with 10. It's, uh, it's really treated me well. All right, fair <laughs> enough. And Haley, what about uh, Jonathan? I guess I'm going to stick with 10. All right. All right. So just just to clarify, this is about firstborn sons. They're they're not dead necessarily. I didn't want to take that darker route per se. So I guess Eric Clapton is not the answer. <laughs> All right. Haley, you're up first. This firstborn son has a younger brother who has had a falling out with the family. Unfortunately, uh, for the firstborn son. The falling out involved his brother writing a recent tell-all memoir. Is it bad? I know it's about England, and I know that it's about the one who married Meghan Markle, and I do not keep up with popular culture. Uh, it's not Charles. That's the old one. Is it? Is it Andrew? Bill? Nope. nope. Uh, so the, the book was oh, written... The book was written by Harry. Uh, the older firstborn son is William. Wasn't even I knew who it was, but didn't know his name. Yeah, yeah. This generation of monarchy is the only generation I really know well. I've, I've, the English monarchy is a big blind spot of mine. <laughs> you're, not, right. you're not missing much. Let's be honest. Well, yeah, uh, Jonathan, your question on firstborn sons. This firstborn son is best known for his roles in Neighbors and Westworld. His younger brothers have been linked to Mjolnir and Miley Cyrus. How come he gets that? Oh, Hey, if he doesn't know it, you get the points, so. So his younger brothers are that one and that one. Do I know the third one's name? I'm assuming just... Hemsworth is not enough. In, in this case, be, because of, uh, yes, there being multiple, Hemsworth is not enough in this case. Okay. I don't think I know the name of the third Hemsworth. I definitely know the two, the other two. Is, this, is it Andrew? Nope, it is not. It is uh, oh. Luke Hemsworth. Oh, okay. I've probably heard that before. But he's like not, but, but he's like not actually famous, right? I mean, he's had acting roles. He is by far the least famous of the three of them. I mean, like, let's, like who hasn't? <laughs> I'm sorry. Cool. He's the less cute one. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Can't go 10 for... I'm all about Thor. Can't go 10 for 10. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. All right. So we're heading into our final categories tonight. It is a bit of a runaway. Uh, but you know, maybe, uh, maybe Jonathan wants to, you know, go for a high score here. Uh, he's sitting at 170. Haley, you're at 60. Um, send me your wagers based on the following categories. Um, Haley went with Broadway musicals, and Jonathan went with oncology. 
You know these doctors. They're one-trick ponies. Clearly, he's known nothing else all night. What is the high score? Um, That's a good question, uh, but I think you would be just about at it, if not exceeding it. I want to say it was 310. Hmm. Okay. Well, now I have a choice to make. <laughs> oh, my God. Will I be like one of the first podcast hosts to, you know, con someone into wagering that much? <laughs> I mean, I'd imagine he's a doctor he probably knows most about oncology. You don't know where I'm going with it. I'm devious. Did we forget about that? Sorry, what was the score? Was it 170 to 60? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Now I have to do some math. <laughs> uh, all right. Haley, Locked you got in. a shot here. He's putting thought into this. He's going to do it so he could win, even if I bet it all. Do we, uh, do I, do we say it out loud? Uh, no, you can just message it to me. Okay. Got to keep a little suspense going. All right. I have your wagers in. And we are going to start on Broadway. All right, Haley, you're going to get your question first. If you had tickets to the off-Broadway venue, the Public Theater, for a preview performance on January 20th, 2015, you'd be scheduled to see what musical? That's not on Broadway. I'm not going to know. Off-Broadway is not Broadway. I call shenanigans. Public House is not one of the main theaters. If you think about it carefully, you'll figure it out. 2015 was probably Hamilton. Is that what you want to go with? Sure, why not? All right. All will be revealed soon enough. All right, Jonathan. Before the success of Hamilton, Lin-Manuel Miranda brought us what musical, which was adapted into a 2021 film? That was a good movie. Uh, this is In the Heights. All right, so you're locking in with In the Heights. Okay, so we're going to move on to oncology. Yay. Woo. All right. Jonathan, this subterranean African mammal, famously portrayed in the cartoon Kim Possible, are immune to cancer. This is due to a substance in their body called uh, hyaluronan. H-Y-A-L-U-R-O-N-A-N. I can't pronounce shit. That's right. I turned your oncology question into an African mammals question. You sure did. Um, Devious bastard. Yeah, you sure you sure are. Uh, African. Can you repeat the question? Yeah, this subterranean African mammal, famously portrayed in the cartoon Kim Possible, are immune to cancer. This is due to that substance that I couldn't pronounce properly. <laughs> uh, subterranean African animal. Um, I'm just going to say a mole. A mole. Okay. Not, not close enough. Not close enough. <laughs> we don't reveal yet. All right. It, it might be. It might not be. All right. Haley, your question. In 2020, excluding skin cancer, this cancer made up the most new cases worldwide with 12.9% of new cases. Wow, I worded that horribly, but you get the gist there. What cancer is after skin cancer? Yes, ma'am, for new cases. Is leukemia count? Does it, yeah, leukemia is a type of count, cancer. I'm going to say leukemia. All right, you're going with leukemia. 
I don't think it's mesothelioma. I think that's just a New Jersey, New York thing. <laughs> that's yeah. That's just a class action lawsuit thing. It doesn't even exist. Don't come at me, people. I know it exists. <laughs> All right, let's review our answers. We're going to go back to Broadway. If you had tickets to the off-Broadway venue, the public theater, for a preview performance on January 20th, 2015, you'd be scheduled to see Hamilton. And before Hamilton, Lin-Manuel Miranda did bring us in the heights. So you both got your Broadway questions correct. Yay! In oncology, sorry, it wasn't a mole. It's the naked mole rat. Oh, yeah. Okay, I think I actually have heard that. All right, fair enough. Not, yeah. Definitely not close enough. Yeah, definitely not, no. You give it to him, it's fine. I, I would have prompted you on rat, perhaps, but uh, mole okay. isn't going to get you there. Okay, okay. Um, and the cancer that made up the most new cases, other than skin cancers? Uh, breast cancer. Breast cancer. Yep, there's, there's a reason it gets a lot of play. Um, although on, on, that, on that tangent right there, colorectal cancers... Highest, highest growing cancer in, you know, the demographic of this show, the under 50 set. So, uh, you know, check out for warning signs on that. And uh, if you get a chance, donate to uh, to research there, because that's that's my pet cause. Um, Sounds all good. right. So you both missed your oncology questions. So you're both losing points here. Uh, Haley, why don't you tell us first what you wagered? 59 points at least if i got my question wrong i would leave with something so you will be leaving with a point so you're not putting up a goose egg here now was jonathan ballsy did he risk it all to go for glory is it possible we're looking at a one nothing finish here nope. jonathan what did you wager tonight no i chickened out i went with 30 you went with 30 so the final score is going to be 140 to one all i'll right. take it I was kind of hoping he was going to shove all in to make uh, it. I probably should. Probably should. I but, uh, most proud. I'm victorious and very happy. <laughs> yeah, well done. Well done. Well done. Yeah, I I knew naked mole rat too. That's why I had I to add in the Kim Possible. I originally wrote the question and I'm like, this is way too fucking hard. I need to throw something in there to like get someone there because uh, I knew I had to go a little tangentially from just straight oncology because I'm like, okay, this is his career. So it is just beyond his specialty category. <laughs> Which hospital do you work in? Uh, Maimonides in Brooklyn. Okay. My cousin's a doctor, I think in Midtown somewhere. I'm a bad cousin. Lonnie, you're Jewish. Half your cousins are doctors. Lot, lots, oh of, lots of hospitals in Midtown. One of the Jewish ones. Sounds like Mount Sinai, probably. I think it might be Mount Sinai. <laughs> yeah, that narrows it down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, on the way out here, uh, if there's anything you want to say or promote, uh, Haley will go with you first. Do you have any parting words for us today? Have fun doing what you love. Whether you're good at trivia, you kind of suck at it. And happy Shabbat on Friday and happy Pesach. And have fun being gluten-free for a whole week, all my fellow Jews. That's cute. You think I follow that. I'll do it for a day or two, and then then I'll miss my gluten too much, and I'll give up. Oh, it's a contest in my family who could last the longest. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm very Jew-ish, so... Um... I, I like my bread. 
Uh, all right, Jonathan, on your way out tonight, what do you have for us? Well, I would first like to wish a happy Passover and also happy Easter and Ramadan Kareem and a great weekend for whoever any of those or all of those apply to. Um, and also, if you are looking to uh, improve your trivia knowledge, uh, my brother makes some great Anki flashcards um, on common trivia topics. They're always very helpful for OQL or Learned League or if you ever come on, uh, come on this podcast. So you can go to ko-fi.com slash Trivia, K-L-E-I-N-S Trivia. It's uh, pay what you want. Uh, they've been very helpful to me and they can probably be very helpful to you. I might have to check those out, especially, you know, if I end up facing you again in OQL. Use your strength uh, against you. Yeah, so there, there, there. I think there is a disclaimer. At least when he posts on uh, on various message boards, he says that by downloading them, you agree to never use the knowledge that you've obtained against him or us. <laughs> uh, so we might we, we 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 might get you on breach of contract or something. That's that's very smart. <laughs> that is very smart right there. Um, all right. Well, Jonathan raised a good point on his way out. Uh, this is a very holiday filled time right now. We also have Easter and Ramadan. Um, I was considering throwing a game together uh, for each of those observances as well. Um, I didn't think of doing any of these far enough out to uh, put together a competent game on Ramadan. Um, so I'm just going to stick with our Passover game so that, you know, I'm, I'm not excluding just that one group by throwing an Easter game in too. Um, but uh, next year I, I definitely will, because um, one of the things that I've been trying to do on this pod is actually get more inclusivity in question writing, because uh, you know, a lot of trivia is just a uh, cis white male trivia. <laughs> so I'm trying to break us. I said a lot of trivia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah so thank you for bringing that up as a talking point and thank you both for being on here thank you Thanks for inviting us. us all right it was so much pleasure. fun that's it for this episode of nerd off tune in next week same nerd time same nerd channel